Hello, my friends. This is Andy and Hedia. That was loud. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> Coming to you live from Yorba Linda, California. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can find us on resurrectministry.com. This is the Living Fearless devotional podcast. You will find all the other applications where you could subscribe and like the content. We really, really appreciate that. You could also find Andy's Fearless Man podcast there. If you'd like to partner with us and uh, send a donation of any amount, you could do that too. We'd really appreciate it. And also any direct comments, questions, prayer requests, uh, giving us prayer, covering us in prayer, it's all welcome. And you could just drop us a line through the website. Um. I'm glad we could be on tonight because tonight I was at a school board meeting and quite often um, I don't make it when I'm at a school board meeting. Yes. Uh, but um, I got to say, um, I have hope for our school. Great. Uh, I was woke up pretty much in a tire in a wow tirade. Tirade? Is that what I was in? Yes. Is that what I was in? Yes. <laughs> and I turned it around. I am Turn so happy that they played their hand like that last night. It is I'm just so happy. They, they. You were watching Gutfield. No. Oh. Should I? Because that's what he said. Too. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. No, I was at the school board meeting. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. I just, uh, you know what? Good for them. I'm so happy that they did this because we are fired up. Um, but school board meeting was good. I'm glad that I could be here and make it to the the, the devotional. Great. It's so awesome. Me I got, too. I was able to kill two birds with one stone. We're killing birds. That makes that makes no sense whatsoever. All right, we're reading from morning. By morning, um, by Charles Spurgeon, his devotional for August 9th, and the reference is Revelation 21 23. The city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on. That's the New Jerusalem. Hmm. Interesting. Charles says in this devotional Far away in heaven, the inhabitants are free from our earthly creature comforts. Mm. They have no need of new clothing, for their white robes never wear out, nor will they ever get dirty or stained. They have no need of medicine to heal diseases. No one living in Zion, no, no, for no one living in Zion will say, I am ill. They do not need sleep to refresh their bodies. They rest neither day nor night, but untiringly praise the Lord in his temple. Wow. They do not need any social relationships to minister comfort to them. And whatever enjoyment they derive from their friends is not essential to their happiness for their fellowship with the Lord is enough to meet their greatest desires. No doubt they discuss the things of God with one another, but they need no teachers for the Lord himself instructs them. Today we receive, receive alms at the king's gate, but they feast at the king's table itself. Here we lean on a friend's arm, but there they lean on their beloved and him alone. Here we must have the help of our friends, but there they find all the want in Jesus, all they want in Jesus Christ. Here we look to meet, we look to meat that spoils for nourishment and to clothing that is eaten by moths for covering. But there they find everything in God. 
Here we use a bucket to fetch water from hell, from well, from the well, <laughs> from hell, from the well. But there they drink living water directly from the source of the fountain. Angels bring us blessings here, but there they need no messengers from heaven. They need no Gabriels to bring them love notes from God, for there they see him face to face. Oh, what a blessed time that will be when we will have risen above every meaningless earthly cause and will rest upon the arm of God alone. What a glorious hour it will Amen. be when God and not his creatures, when the Lord and not his works will be our daily joy. Only then will, will our souls have attained the perfection of happiness. Wow, that will be awesome. Yes. Especially after today, since we had to go to the uh, the laundromat. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> we will never have in heaven. We never have to go to laundromat. Never, <laughs> because our We're the our, same one, our right? yeah. Well, can you imagine that? That'll be a big change for you, Schnugs. It would. Because when I wear the same shirt <laughs> I wore before I went to bed, you you I, can't stand that. I can't. <laughs> What do you think of that? What is uh, what comes to mind when you hear about the difference between the world and heaven? Well, this kind of falls in line with what um, the Lord's been walking me through for the past couple of weeks, where there's this invitation he has for us to rise above our earthly circumstances. And I found new meaning in his expression of walk with me, learn my ways. My burden is easy and my yoke is light. Uh, it's an invitation to live in the spirit and living in the spirit means rising above your earthly concerns. And this is the invitation to not just wait for this in heaven, but to think about it in this life. So even in Matthew six, he tells us not to worry about what we will wear or what we will eat. Mm -hmm. So this don't worry about your clothes. You shouldn't, um, you, you don't need to worry about your food because you're going to get it food that spoils anyways. But what really struck me is this expression. They do not need any social relationships to minister comfort to them. And whatever enjoyment derives from their friends is not essential to their happiness for their fellowship with the Lord is enough to meet their needs. <laughs> and I try to tell this to people and I think they think I'm a bit nuts, but I'm going to reiterate it here. Because I think it's the same with a spouse is that if you truly are seeking a, a, an intimate relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, he is supposed to fulfill all of these needs. And every in every sense that we engage in relationships in the earthly plane should be either in service to him or all relationships, let's say all relationships should be in service to him. Hmm. And so when people rely on church friendships, friendships or spouse to make them whole or meet their needs, everybody will fall woefully short. Mm. And so I often tell people that suffer from church hurt and don't want to go back to a church. I tell them, first of all, you're looking about a, you're looking for a relationship with, the, with Jesus Christ. Forget about the church for a minute. You need a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior. Then when you talk about going to church, you do that for edification to learn and to pray corporately with the church body, because the worship of a, of a corporate body um, is a commandment in the Bible. And if you make friends along the way, great. 
but be prepared to have friends disappoint you and people disappoint you. Like, don't go into those relationships thinking that they're going to be the end all and be all. Oh my God, I found these great church. It's nice to find nice people, but don't ever rely on people to fill a void because mm. they're more than likely to disappoint you. And if you don't expect that, and I'm not saying this in a cynical way, I'm literally, I I'm literally saying it from, I don't want the audience to think I'm saying like I'm cynical about human beings. No, I'm just I'm just honest about human beings. We're all sinners. And so we're all in the sanctification process. And so we have relationships because we're either ministering to people or we want to be. It's biblical. Mm -hmm. We are supposed to be there for one another. We are supposed to share our gifts with the body. We are supposed to give generously to the poor and to the needy. We are supposed to meet in corporate worship. These are commandments of God. And he didn't say do it because I want you all to be happy. He did it because he needs us to rise the body together. It's one body. He says, I can't have any of you broken on the side of a, of a gutter. I need you to take care of everybody here for his sake. So if we could just flip the script on all of our personal relationships, um, I think ultimately we would find more happiness in our relationship with Christ because we're not looking for those relationships to be our idol. Right. I love what you just said. Was that good? Yes. Because I've thought that for uh, the longest time and it, it surely could have been something I heard somewhere back when I was in high school or in college. But um, one of the worst things about love songs is the ones that say, you complete me. I need you with me every day. Or, you know, just this, that this other person is the thing that makes this person happy. Now, a, a relationship could make you happy, but when they don't, it is devastating and it causes you more stress and anxiety when you're resting upon that person to bring you happiness. Yes. Resting upon that person to make you complete resting on that person <laughs> to fulfill some missing thing that's in you. That's not what a relationship between a husband and wife is necessarily supposed to be. No, he even said you, you're yeah. supposed to turn into one flesh, but he did not promise never ending joy. <laughs> right. he, he, he promised hardship in everything. Right. So even if the relationship is unpleasant, this you, you're in a covenant for Christ's sake. Yep. You know, and um, and I don't know, it's just important. I think we had this discussion. Did we have this discussion on devotional or just like privately at a table? I don't remember. But um, and I shared with this, I think, at the one of the buds meetings that I was at is that how important it is. Now I realize how important it is to have a relationship with somebody when I'm talking about boyfriend, girls, girlfriend, uh, fiance, um, uh, husband, wife, is that you are yoked, that you are in the same place with yes. your faith or one person's not another faith than your Christian, that you're only asking for trouble. Trouble. That what, what really makes our relationship work that may, might not work at any other time, which we're pretty sure it wouldn't have worked at any other time in our yes. lives, is that we are yoked, that we are in that same place with God. Our relationship yeah. is with God, which creates a relationship, a marriage relationship that is tied to God. Yes. And his love for us. Amen. And makes it so much better. Did that sound good? Absolutely. So, because that's exactly that how I feel. Perfect. Uh, but we had that discussion the other day that I, I I was one of those people that for a year, for decades, believed that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter 
as long as you're a strong Christian, just stay at the other person. Drag them along. No, it doesn't work. I mean, there's going to be, um, not examples, what I'm looking for. There's going to be these, these people come to you, well, I'm Jewish and he's Christian and it works out for us. Fine. But there's something, there's, there's something that's probably not working out very well. There's some something, struggle. Right. And there's, there's some, there's some difficulty that it brings that you wouldn't otherwise have. To me, it reminds me of going in. And I'm so sorry. I just want to bring this over here because I see that your levels drop a little bit. Uh, it's like going into a contract, like a business contract where one person doesn't know the terms. Mm-hmm. And so you're telling them that, you know, you want to go into business, own a restaurant together, and you've put a whole set of duties on them, the cooking, the cleaning, <laughs> the staff, and you're responsible for the bills and the accounting, and everything, but you don't tell the other person what their responsibilities are. Yes. That's what a marriage is between two people so of a different faith. Yes. You're not, you're literally expecting all these things out of this person that they don't sign up for. Yep. And so when you're, when you're both spirit filled and you're both following the Bible, you know what's being expected of you. And if you don't say it explicitly, you should. Like, I believe in biblical values of man and a woman. I believe it's marriage till death. I believe this is a covenant and it's a covenant before God. Mm. This is what I expect that you would defer to my leadership. You know, young people, are you unmarried people that are going to get married again? It's important to have those discussions so that you know that you're entering a contract that you both agreed to, as opposed to, oh, I love and conquer it all. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it'll all be okay. Yeah, I'll change him. I'll change him. <laughs> famous last words. <sighs> Hi, Danielle. Danielle says, we all fall short. Yes, that's yes. a good tattoo. Hello, Lisa. Hi, Lisa. And I didn't read it, but I'm Kyle's got a question. Okay, let's hear it. Hi, Kyle. I'm curious. Outside of religion and streaming, what do you two enjoy doing? Hobbies, <laughs> activities, and fun things. We both work out. Yep, go to the gym. Go almost, to the gym almost every day. Yes, very into that. Um, Andy's got a whole bunch of hobbies. Uh, we both like to shoot guns. Haven't done enough of it lately. Mm-hmm. Politics. Politics. Yes, absolutely. But for the most part, church and podcasting and children, and we get a workout in, takes up most of our lives. Mm. <laughs> for sure. Yep. And then our businesses that we have. I yes. Mean, that, you know, that occupies a, a, the rest of our time. Yes. Um, which is out, which is not broadcasting, nor is it faith-based. <laughs> yeah. Andy's business. Law enforcement. I just help. Yeah. Uh, oh, let's see. We have one more. Kyle says, "Don't forget writing." And yes, and writing oh, too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Kyle says also, "How do those of, of different faith that believe their religion is a true one settle with you?" <laughs> Kyle, you're funny. Do you ask everybody these questions? Because you've asked us this the same question. question over and over again. Over and over again, as we've said in the past, everybody's faith. There is no compulsion in Christianity, and and quite frankly, it's an election. And it's something that's divinely ordained. Our duty is to preach the gospel to the ends of the earth and make disciples of people, but that's only if they agree to. Christ is the ultimate gentleman. He will not impose himself on anyone, nor do we as disciples impose him on anyone. We wanna share the good news. We want everybody to be saved, but um, our passion and our zeal ends with that. He says, I suck. No, No, you don't. No, you don't. Um, 
I'm going to maybe approach this, maybe not from a different perspective, but just kind of maybe repeat that um, our job is not to convert people necessarily. I mean, when, when we're with people, other faiths and other things that go, go on in this world that we live in today, we don't hate them because of who they are. And I feel like that's how this question comes up is that somehow we are going to battle against other faiths or people that don't think like we do. That's not, that's not, that's not Hetty or, or I. I don't uh, hate anybody. No. <laughs> I don't even hate my enemies. No. I don't have room for it. I joke about everybody. I have, I have jokes about Christians. <laughs> I have jokes about everybody. But, uh, but we love on them. I mean, the other day, and I'm just going to bring this up only because it was kind of interesting. I think that you thought that it was kind of interesting that we were driving to dinner I think we're, that's where we're going and uh, pulled up in the left-hand turn lane. And in the center Island as happens is a homeless person with a cardboard sign. And I don't give two looks at him. And I know I, I I've explained it. I, I'm a horrible person when it comes to this thing, because I, I, I spent so much time with homeless people and I have a different perspective as a police officer with many homeless person. I, I, and, and, and wrongfully, maybe I blanket them all just somewhat. However, stereotyping. <laughs> however, this time I'm driving up and I see it's a young girl in, in her ton, so in her twenties. I see she's wearing a brace, much like the one I had to wear, which meant that I think that she's probably in pain because I was much in pain and that caught my attention. And as I get closer, I see that she's actively sobbing, yeah. crying. It is a hundred degrees outside. And she's standing there on a little island, not a big island, a little tiny island. And the light must have lasted 20 minutes, folks. And the light must have lasted forever. And she was right outside my window. And Hetty is busy reading or doing something. And I'm looking at her and I go, my, and, the, and the Holy Spirit just said, give her everything that's in your pocket. And I am telling you, this never happens to me. And... I, if you remember the story of me walking up the aisle to go to the restroom at church, I walked by a woman who the Holy Spirit said, sit with her and pray. And I said, no, I'm too scared to do that, Lord. And I'm going to keep on walking. And I ignored her and it's been living with me ever since. And I think that was, it may have been the same woman. It's possible. <laughs> she looks very similar. No. Can you imagine? <laughs> they look very close. Um, and this time... I hold her, I heard the Holy Spirit, and it didn't take a That's second for me to it. reach it into my so pocket, good, roll down my window, and said, and I, you know, I blurted up, here. <laughs> and Hedia looked up and said, what is going on? And she saw what was happening. And literally, the light lasted forever. It must have went through two cycles and stayed red for us. Yes. And it, and then we had the chance to talk with her. Hedia, you know, prayed, you know, can we pray for you? She turned and she had, and I brought my cross up so you can see it. She was wearing a cross just like this when she turned and we can see it. We go, she says, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. And we prayed for her at the light. This is all happening. In one, and I gave her more a, money. And we gave her more money. Um, and so and the reason this made me think of, of Kyle, because those are the group of people, Kyle, um, is one of my weird little quirks and the holy spirit has changed me i'm getting a little emotional <laughs> only the holy spirit only jesus christ could have put that in me because for decades i've had this little bit of a of an issue with homeless people a little bit <laughs> a lot 
He's got Plus, a huge issue. I would rather give them a wanted pages of the newspaper than give them money. And if you listen to this girl's story, I think she was, she was just like, I don't know how I got here. She's like, this has been the worst year of my life. And so we just prayed that the Lord would turn it around and he's a miracle worker and there's nothing too big for him. And, and, and I could just see on her face that it was like a boyfriend kicked her out and here she is like, you know, everybody forget that we're all just, you know, 90 days away from being foreclosed on, Mm. but most people are a day away from being homeless because if they're depending on another human being, they get kicked out. That's how the Christian woman mm. I found at uh, McDonald's. <laughs> yes. She was literally kicked out by her husband and went after another woman. And then she suddenly found herself at 75 years old, homeless. And you just, it just the tragedy of people's lives. I just don't think that in today's day and age, and maybe it's always been this way. And we just are only conscious of it now since the Lord is teaching us that there are a lot of chronic homeless people that prefer to be homeless, Mm. but some have just hit a really bad streak suddenly. And God has put some of those people in our path. And it's just really, it's a profound experience. I mean, I was, I was, I had a rough night. Um, I got very sleepy early on. Like it really shook me because she was so, uh, it was just so tragic to hear her story and to know that she was out on the street. Yeah. So. But Kyle, God can change you. Uh, Jesus Christ is spectacular. His yeah, love did you is expl- Do you see his explanation? That's very mm-hmm. sweet. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Kyle, for the explanation. He gets, uh, he likes our disposition. He gets a little drinky, gets on Twitch and forgets who he asks his questions to. <laughs> awesome. Got it. I'm glad you get drunk and watch Jesus shows. That's awesome. <laughs> Better than drug texting. Yes. And I've the, never done that. And all of the <laughs> other bad stuff you can find on social media, Kyle. Uh, 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 Lisa had a good comment about yeah. compulsion. It's always a human being's choice. You cannot make somebody be a Christian. Amen. If you try and convince them to be one, somebody can always convince them not to be one. It's a choice. Absolutely. Yes. Um divine appointment yes we love these divine we've been praying for those for the last year maybe yes since you brought it up you brought something up have you heard of a divine appointment i go what's that (laughs) is that like a dentist appointment (laughs) but uh yeah absolutely um we've we've seen more and more of those as we have uh, continued with this process um uh, when the holy spirit lives inside you everything changes (laughs) you have no idea lisa yes (laughs) uh let's go uh, another one from kyle what does he say? Uh, I've emphasized this before. Ha ha, you remember that. That's nice. <laughs> but keep on doing what you're doing. All the religious channels just drive the majority of people away, but you two make it seem genuine. Oh, oh thank you. That's pretty awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Um, let's get to the scripture really quick. And the there's just two. Yep. Uh, Isaiah 33, 24. And the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. And again, he's talking about the new Jerusalem. This is a prophecy of Isaiah's. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. Is that the sickness? The iniquity? Or just is it meaning that they'll never get sick? I think it's both. Hmm. Both the sickness that comes from iniquity and all iniquity. Nice. First Corinthians uh, 13, 12. Oh, this is a beautiful one. For now we see in a mirror dimly but then face to face. 
Now I know in part, but then I shall know just as I also am known. Mm -hmm. So now we look in this foggy glass and we kind of see ourselves and we kind of see Jesus, but then we'll be confronting him face to face. And that's why I had that prayer, which I still repeat, and it may be helpful for some of you is that I, when I pray to the Lord, when I'm looking to be in conversation with him, I say, oh, please, Lord, show me how you see me. Allow me to see me as you see me. So not the broken person, not the sinful, shameful person, but to see yourself as Christ sees you. Perfect. The child, the perfect child he created. Um. Can I share with you my God moment today? Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Share with your friends. So we went to the laundromat and I thought it was a, a really cool, and you actually had mentioned it, that it would be good for the kids to go and learn what it's like at a laundromat, how to do the laundry and you know what kind of people are at the laundry, including the homeless guy that was sitting underneath the counter where we, yes. they were folding clothes um, and all the other stuff that was going on there. And we had not been, have you ever been to laundromat before? No. <laughs> I had not. I have. I've spent a lot of time in laundromat. But um, things have changed. Yeah. But, um, they take credit cards. They take credit cards. <laughs> but there was all that. So that was, that, was, that was a good parenting moment. Yes. Not necessarily a God moment, but a good parenting moment where God has kind of allowed us to be through the circumstances. I think it was a good family event. We all went together with all the kids. You we sat are outside entering together. the zone of my God moment. Oh. I was in there pushing the buttons. I, and the God moments, they're plural, was that Rhett the the most beautiful boy um if i can say that about one of my children Absolutely. one of my sons um he is incredible um and uh <laughs> oh you're gonna cry <laughs> no but he was just so gracious in there and so helpful and wanted to pull the credit card through me he was having so much fun and he was he was teaching us how to use the dryer <laughs> Uh, what button that was so funny. Up? He's like, now you rung it three times. It's going to be 21 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, what do you know, 10-year-old? <laughs> Lo and behold, he was correct. And um, it was just awesome. He's 11 years old. And so um, it was just, it was awesome. It was. We were there a good hour and a half, I think, maybe. And he was into the whole thing. And it was, it was awesome. And then I turn, and this is before that whole moment. I, I, I was in there again doing something, moving some clothes from washer to dryer or something like that. And I turned and saw you sitting on the, on the ground outside, on the sidewalk, outside the laundromat. It, on the ground, on the cement. <laughs> with my two teenagers. Yes. With uh, Kelly and Ray. And you, they're, you guys are holding a conversation. You're holding Did you know court. what it was about? You're holding court. <laughs> It was actually quite deep conversation. Oh, let's hear it. Uh, Ray was asking me about a career in national security. Oh. So she literally, almost like an interview, she had a, like, she had a mental list of questions. Wow. How did you get into it? What did you study? Why did you study it? Um, what, kind of, what was your most dangerous circumstance? What was your favorite moment? Um, would you do it all again? I mean, like she had a whole list of very intelligent questions. It was a really cool And that kind of pulled Kelly into the conversation? Yeah. It was just the Ray, the Ray. I know you and Ray have had plenty of conversations. It was the the fact that Kelly was sitting there with you guys. Yeah, was he was the... just listening, maybe to see whether I was poisoning her mind with bad <laughs> thoughts. 
<laughs> Why'd you ruin my God moment? But but he stayed and listened. He interjected a couple questions too. We me me, me and Kelly are a work in progress. Yeah. But um, I, I loved looking out and just see, I just kind of looked like that. And there you were, the three of you sitting on the ground again, if I could say yes, that. Yes, we're used to the ground, remember? That's how we met. <laughs> but only God could have brought a, 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 a field trip to the laundromat to bring these things to our attention. That I... Life is not always about the, the comforts of life. It was, it was 100 degrees you know, outside. It was 106 degrees inside the laundromat. <laughs> And um, we were sweating, you know, and we were like out we're of like our Jefferson. Yes. And so I, and, I, and I hope I'm not sounding like we're all that. But it is it is a little was just like this is and awesome. it's a laundromat in the middle of your Belinda folks. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like South Central. LA. However, um, no. It, and I kept and I uh, honestly, I'd like to say that that was that is a God moment because I felt very strongly we needed. I wish my daughter was there, but she mm -hmm. was a cheer. But I felt very strongly we should do it. And I think at the beginning you thought either I was joking or that I was being like ridiculous. No. Um, because you're like, what should we yeah, bring so books to? <laughs> no, I just didn't want them to bring their phones. Oh. I didn't want to be them sitting, reading, looking at their phones the entire time. Oh, I thought okay. this is another thing that we could have just added to it that they shouldn't have. Um, but but they didn't, even though they did have them, they didn't go to them. They, they were sitting there having a conversation, working the laundromat. You know, putting them in the in the thing. Everybody's ever is interested in how this thing, how these machines worked. Yes, <laughs> these foreign machines. <laughs> I was quite interested, frankly, because <laughs> they cleaned and dried so much faster than the. Yeah. Oh my home. gosh, that was so awesome. But anyway, it was just the, the the connection that you were making. I thought was was amazing, and was something that could be built off of. Uh, I think. Well, I'm reading, I'm listening to this really great uh, podcast, um, Blended Families. Hmm. I think I mentioned it before. And one of this one couple had eight kids, yours, mine, and ours, hmm. eight total. And they even threw in an adopted kid. So they had mine, yours, ours, and an adopted ours. Hmm. Nice. And so here they are 25 years later, giving their like top 10 greatest advice. And some of it, was really awesome. I mean, all of it was pretty useful, but very practical. So one of them was like, okay, parents, remember your kids didn't choose this relationship. You did. So you basically forced another human being into their lives. And so you have to step back for a minute. And as much as you want everybody to love each other and everybody to get it all, get along, realize that that takes time. Yeah. Time. And that everybody has to have the space to grow in a relationship at their own pace. She says, you expect respect, that everybody's going to respect each other, but love comes later. And so it just seemed very practical. And it, it was comforting to me to not feel like, oh, my God, am I doing this wrong? Like, why isn't this like the Brady Bunch overnight? She's like, everybody says that. Everybody feels like, oh, my God, I must be really bad at this because my family doesn't look like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um and so the other really funny advice she had, which of course we haven't done, so we don't know. She's like, don't be a newly blended family and plan a 10 day vacation together. 
Mm. She's like small oh, bites. Yes. She's like Maybe small bites. We accidentally <laughs> did the right thing. Yeah. She's like three days tops. She's like, because you will want to kill each other after the 10 days. She's like, the kids won't get along. You guys are gonna fight over the fact that the kids are not getting along. She's like, it just usually does not end anywhere good. She's like, you need to be a good five, six, ten years in before you do that. <laughs> nice. I thought that was funny. Lisa says, thank you for sharing the prayer. Oh, I hope awesome. it's useful. And Happy Mendez says, I'm DMing, 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 DMing. What does DM stand for? Direct message. What? I never would have guessed that. I know what it means. I know what DM means, that private messaging, but PM. Well, that's DM. Facebook. Uh, Instagram is a DM. Oh. Hit me on my DMs. Interesting. But she's uh, DMing you a funny poem okay. that she wrote. Nice. And Lisa says she has some of her fondest memories of the children at the laundromat. I think that's why they make uh, comedy shows like sitcoms about going to the laundromat. Yeah. I, I that's actually the memory I was working off of when I said let's go to the laundromat because you always see these families doing happy, funny things at the laundromat. <laughs> yeah. So and ours was no different. No, and of course the the first thing they did as every kid does at a laundromat is get in those those the buckets the wheelie buckets that yeah. have the wheels on them and they get they want to be pushed around. And I said, no, there's cameras watching it and we're going to break them and then you're going to have to pay for it. All right. Um, wow. That was good. Anything else, my love? Wow. Are we really going to get off without talking about, you know what? Uh-oh. You've already forgotten. Shoot. That we're at work. <laughs> we are. I'm trying to make this happy. Oh, you know, I went okay. to the school board meeting and normally I will bring up some shenanigans that's going on and how angry I am that they're not educating our kids, that they're indoctrinating our kids. And I go into some, you know, speech. I, I, I said, you know what? I'm not going to do that today. I first said to Dr. Matthews, who was the new superintendent, I said, glad to meet you. I uh, was um, uh, felt strong i forgot what the exact words i said but uh i would oh i'm encouraged i was said i'm very encouraged by your opening remarks and was glad to hear those yeah the new andy and then i talked about because the sheriff was there the chief of yorba linda police which is the sheriff's department and the chief of uh placentia which was funny because he and i know each other and he goes hey i go hey <laughs> um uh and they talked about you know the school shooting stuff and you know what they're processes and some of the procedures and things they follow and some of the uh, training. Are, are they going to be doing run, hide, fight? Do you know what they mentioned? No, they did not. Yeah. Uh, but I did say, I want you to know that I went to the Orange County Sheriff's Department. Most people know I was a police officer and that I, I look at cases from all over the United States and Canada. And I said, you want to, you, it's important for everyone here to know, including the board and the, the parents to know that the Orange County Sheriff's Department is one of the best training academies in the world. I have never had a case that I've had to look at in regard to police officers wrongdoing from Orange County. Never. Nice. Ever. In 30 something years that I've been doing this. Um, and much of what I teach at these other departments that I've trained, you know, active shooter scenarios or what have you, is from the training that I received at the Orange County Sheriff's Academy. That most departments I go to know nothing about the stuff that I teach. They've never heard it before. That's awesome. And so I wanted the parents to know that we're in good hands with the officers that patrol our Yay, lucky us. So that was that was a so very, they'll be what stands between us and the FBI. Yes. I I I feel 
I feel that you may be correct. Uh, nice. <laughs> But Tune into it, my show, Remnant Rising, oh, Saturday, 8 o'clock. I'm yes. Gonna, I'm going to talk about the whole thing. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. Can I Can I be in here? Yes. Uh, Will I distract you? No. Come on. You tell me. Uh, I'm when, used to when I saunter in, you mean all this is not distracting? <laughs> I mean, a little at first. It's a little <laughs> It's a little jarring. But when I, I swing I get... open that door and come, <laughs> you don't go, I can't talk right now. Come I get on. a little flustered, but I recover. <laughs> I recover. Come on, bro. All right. Uh, let's see. Did we already see this one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. I think we did it. Yeah. So you didn't say how proud of you of me you were that I was positive. I think that's amazing. Sometimes I wake up. I sometimes I I listen to you and I am so pleasantly surprised at the transformation. <laughs> I can't even seriously. I can't even believe it's real. Sometimes I'm like, only the Lord Jesus Christ can remake this man literally from top to bottom. It's the manual, and it literally follow the manual from day but day to day. Like him reaching into his pockets to give money to a homeless person. Never seen. That's never been done ever. <laughs> and not only that, he gets so annoyed. He's very gracious with me. Never bothers me about it. But he's like, I don't know why you do that. Like he has literally never had. You know they're going to buy with that money sympathetic bone in his body <laughs> until yesterday and i was like what is happening right now i felt pretty good that she was not going to go buy thunderbird with that uh the, the amount of money that we give um i don't know just the holy spirit says give her give her all you got that's always why i do it wow that was weird it's awesome it's <laughs> awesome the more you listen the more he'll speak it didn't even hurt it didn't no because you know for sure she needed that money more than you did. Absolutely. As we came back around after eating, we both looked for her and she was gone. She was gone. It's one of those moments where you wonder, hmm, who was that really? Yeah. Uh, Either that yeah. or we gave her enough that she didn't need to stand on the street corner. Yeah. Uh, it, uh, yeah. It's, it's one of those times where you kind of want to follow up and just see and, and check on her and see how she's doing. It would be awesome. Um, I did want to ask you one more thing. I, we have a little bit of time. Is that okay? Yeah. You shared your your dream. Yes. Right last night. Um, any return to that dream last night or nope? Because there's a and the reason I ask is because there's a distinct distinct. Now I know that you weren't feeling well. There's one thing, but there's also a little bit of a, a like a glow in your. That's the vitamin. That's the IV drip, bro. Oh, is it? That's not Jesus. She's always Jesus. But if you're saying I look a little better. No, you don't look better. You're always amazing. Uh -huh. But uh, it, you, there's this in the, in the countenance. Yes. The countenance is, is uh, different yes, from yesterday to today. I definitely feel better. Hmm. I mean, so everybody, I had this dream of a demonic attack. I was literally being held down and suffocated by this demon. And uh, as often I have had in the past, they, they prevent me from speaking. But this weird one had a hold of my jaw and it was pulling down on my jaw and it was driving me bananas. Uh, and so I woke up and the next day I told Andy, it's because we didn't spoon that night. <laughs> so I told him we have to spoon. But honestly. Yeah, I did spoon. Uh, yes. Yeah. yes. That, that might have been the difference. It is. Yeah. But I think it's also um me and andy are just under attack ever since we've done this home church it's like the devil is trying to derail us but 
he has no place nor any authority over this body or anybody in this mm. per, in this house and uh and actually when i repeated the story to our friend from bible study she was saying that she feels that there's a demonic oppression in their bedroom she says that everywhere else in the house feels great they get into the bedroom and she says in the weirdest fights break out and so She's like, I really believe that we need to pray over our rooms sometimes in our house. And our friend told us that, make sure you pray over the house. Mm. And we didn't do it as intentionally as probably we should. But sh but it's important, as we learned in our Angels and Demons class, and which I've known since I came to Christ, that you need to speak it out. And you need to take authority over uh, the enemy in your um, in your home through the Bible with the shield of faith. Wow. Yeah, so important. Listen to what Lisa has to say. Go ahead. One day I'll tell you guys how I became homeless with two children and at three weeks notice, not enough money to do much of anything. And it's an interesting story, but it's long. So I should have known you while we were having coffee would have been a good time to tell you. Oh, we'll have other times, Lisa, for sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know what this is? How awful. Oh, saying, oh. oh, my God, how awful. Sorry. I got it now. I, it was just the, the typo got me. Uh, and amen. Yes. Amen. On fire. You're on fire, Schnugs. Good. God is good. All right. Well, it's good to know. But uh, I love you. Love you more every day. Oh. Every second. No. Yes. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> it is. Thank you. I'm, I'm really glad that you're acknowledging this countenance issue because I tell you the same thing and you're like, nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such change in my countenance. And I'm like, oh my God. I wish I, I literally want to grab my phone and go like this and just videotape him. Because there's this like, there's this crabby Andy face that comes on his face. And I'm like, it's that guy. It's that guy right there. I'm going to take a, wait, hold on. I'm going to take a picture. Click. Oh I'm going to show it to you. I don't have a crabby face. You have a crabby Andy face. There is not. like this resting bitchy face. You have a crabby Andy face. That comes out and you're like, I don't know what you're talking. See the smile? It's like, it's like frozen on my oh, face. Oh yeah. It never changes. What are you trying to tell these people? That you have a crabby Andy face, <laughs> just like I do sometimes too. I do it on okay, purpose because my not, it, no, it just, intimidates just, my kids. Just, 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 just soak it. Just soak it in. Just soak it in. It's okay. We're all flawed. We're all flawed. I'll admit to my crabby face. I the other day I was having the worst day. I was in the worst mood, and Andy was like, "Hi, hi." I haven't said hi to you, and I just went up to him and I'm like, I kissed him and I said, "You know what? I'm sorry. I've just been a grouch all day today, <laughs> and I've just been in this, the worst mood." And it's and it's, I said okay, and I skipped away. It's okay, <laughs> right? It's it's okay. It's really. And I actually think that stems from childhood because your parents put a lot of pressure on you that you weren't allowed to be that way and so mm -hmm. i just want you to know it's a safe space it's a safe space <laughs> oh i hate that <laughs> it's the same scene it's a safe place oh. for you to be able to be like you know i just feel really feel crappy today and i'm just not in a good mood i agree with lisa right here 100 you guys win the cutest most intelligent and most funny couple awarding you oh, oh, i God. wish that were true yeah. i don't know what the road to full means do you Susan. Roll on the floor laughing. <laughs> ah. Come on, Shna.
And we're back. All right. Wait, so, what? Yeah. We're back? I was telling Lisa our internet died. <laughs> our internet died for a second. All right, my friends. Hey, go to the Edify app, E-D-I-F-I. <laughs> haven't said it in so long. E-D-I-F-I dot app, A-P-P. Go there and download the app and uh, subscribe to our podcast. We're going to get off. We probably have five kids on the internet right now, and that might be um, our problem. So, um, oh, this one more. Let's read this one quick. Uh, talking on my phone instead of text because it's easier and faster. And what I meant about the coffee thing and telling you is when we know each other and we have a lot of time and coffee would be a good time to tell you my homeless story. Yes, I understood it. Yeah. I even <laughs> understood the shorthand. She's good at that. Yes, stuff. I am. All right, my friends, we love you guys. God bless. And uh, we will see you maybe tomorrow. I'm trying to think what we have. Oh, no, we're all, we got a bunch of stuff going on. Got a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So we won't see you tomorrow, but we'll see you uh, on Thursday. Yes. All right, my friends, we love you. God bless. Love you. Take care. Bye. Bye.